Thank you for listening to West Indies on 99.94. I'm your host, Mashal St. Patrick Hewitt from the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And with me as ever is my partner in crime, Santoki Nagulendran. On today's show, we're going to be chatting about the construction of the West Indies T20 World Cup squad. We've got less than two months to go and it's time for Russ to decide who should or shouldn't go to the World Cup. Santoki, take it away. Yeah, well, Mash, you know what they say, with every destruction comes a construction or reconstruction in West Indies' case. The great dynasty has finished. The great dynasty has fallen. We're rebuilding now. So we're here to look. Obviously, West Indies have lost their last two series to New Zealand and India, respectively, in the T20 arena. So with a lot of players unavailable and a World Cup coming on, there's a lot of things going on with the T20 side. And yeah, we're here to just basically analyse who should be the men going on the plane to Australia and maybe who could take a claim in the upcoming CPL. So we're going to deep dive into what we think should be the final 15-man squad to go to Australia and fight, not win, not take the title, but at least put up a fighting chance in Australia in October. So, Mash, I guess it's only logical to start with the openers for the side. Most definitely. And let me and let me just put a disclaimer out there first and foremost, people. All we want from the West Indies now is to just get through qualifying. Forget what happens in the May tournament. This is the squad to just get out of the qualifying stages uh, for the World Cup. And if you if you disagree with us or agree, you know where to get at us. But yes, yeah, Santoki, as you said, the opener. So at current in the selected squads for the essentially the last three series, so Bangladesh. India and um, the the soon to be completed New Zealand series. Um, we've had three main openers: Brandon King, Shamar Brooks, and Carl Mayers. I mean, where do you want to? Uh, do you know what? This is how we're going to do it, Santoki. I'm just going to go through each player, and because some of them are more straightforward than others, Carl Mayer, Santoki, yes or no to the World Cup? Yes, hundred percent. Um, we've analysed like we've seen, and statistically, he's had the highest strike rate for the power play in international cricket this year. Set, settled off well, has done his best to try and replicate what Evan Lewis contributed to the side. So for me, Carl Mayers is definite yes. And just just to clarify, people, if you think we're just doing this off the top of our head, here is our <laughs> West Indies our ninety nine point nine four World Cup squad paper. Uh, Desmond Haynes, if you want to come to us to get some help with your selection, we have the pad right here. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, Carl Mayers, that's a no brainer. I think you're right there, Santoki. He he definitely gets on the plane uh, to Australia. Brandon King. So Brandon King's an interesting one because. It's not as if he's been shoehorned into the side because we've lost Lendl Simmons, Evan Lewis. He was kind of in the mix 2019-2020, lost his way, has come back in. Works well with Mayers. Um, for me, I think Brandon King's not at the elite level you'd want as an opener at a World Cup stage, but we don't have any better options at the moment. He works well with Mayers. He has shown potential to hit some beginnings, um, but he's just not consistent enough for me to say, yeah, if we go to the World Cup with Brandon King, he's going to hit runs in Australia. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I think he has to go because of his partnership with Mayers. They have, if if we listen to Nicholas Puran, and Puran's always talking about um, it's a young team and we're building and so on and so forth. Well, in that case, King and Mayers kind of uh, are part of that rhetoric in terms of building towards something. I think I said on a, one of our recent podcasts that when you look at the, the raw numbers, they've had 
they're the third highest in terms of opening partnerships in West Indies internationals in T20. So I think King goes. Um, also because of the lack of options, but I think King goes. I don't think he's done enough to deserve to be dropped. Shamar Brooks. <laughs> Someone needs to explain the logic to me. How did we end up with Shamar Brooks as our backup opener? I'd understand maybe if you put him in as like a middle order squad player, maybe to go in because he's shown some white ball credentials in ODIs. But for me, it's a big concern to have Shamar Brooks as your backup opener. If Mayers or King gets injured and we open with Shamar Brooks, Zimbabwe are going to destroy us. Um, so for me, again, similar to King, but on a more extreme level, it's just a case of we don't have anyone else. Um, it'd be interesting to get your opinion, man. Spice man, Andre Fletcher. So obviously he'd been playing as an opener. A lot of people have forgotten him, but he played against Pakistan last year. And then in the Bangladesh Premier League, I think in February, he hit a century. And the Bangladesh Premier League is a, is a respected T20 league. It's not like uh, like the Nepalese league or anything. He hit a century in that. And I think he hit 80 in his next game. So he was in form. It's just strange that considering how many players were given opportunities to Spiceman, who's kind of been in the reckoning for the West Indies T20 side for the last five, six years, hasn't been given a call up or anything. Yeah, I've 100%. So to clarify, Santoki, Brooks doesn't go to World Cup for me. He's out. I, I don't think there isn't, for me, somebody can undoubtedly message us and say, oh, but what about these numbers? I don't think Brooks goes. And it's not that, in fairness to him, Santoki, if you look over some of his most recent innings, he's made, I don't want to say he's made runs, but he'll he'll do like a 20 off 19 or most recently a 42 or 44. But he can't go to the World Cup and certainly not as an opener. So I don't have him there. You've mentioned Spiceman and I'm perplexed and Toki. I'm when our when our GOAT dynasty um stepped down, somehow Fletcher was included in part of that group of did he even get a game at the World Cup? I don't even think he got a game. No. But somehow he he was included as part of that group of players who well, that's it now for them. But Spiceman's only 34. And he's just got the big bag for, um, I think, the UAE League. I think he's part of the, I can't, is it that MI team, the MI yeah. Emirates team? I think he's just got the big bag for the UAE, UAE League. So my thing is, if a player is still getting the big bag around the world for, for T20 leagues, we can't discount um, their viability for the West Indies. But I'm going to give you four names, Santoki, to fill Brooks's position. And you just tell me which one you'd take. Spice Man, obviously, I'm giving you Evan Lewis, but I mean, you know, Evan Lewis, Shanda Paul Hemraj, who's been making runs in minor league cricket, Johnson Charles. There's the four that I think you could possibly take. I want to say Rakeem Cornell, but I've got him later down in my list. Which of those four would you take if given an opportunity? Well, you'd bite, your, you'd bite this, um, his hand off to take uh, Evan Lewis, but obviously, like you said, there's external factors. So, if I'm looking at the other three, I think Hemraj isn't proven at international level. You can't just drop him in for a World Cup. Um, Johnson Charles has had his day. I don't think he's at the level. So I would go with Spiceman. I think Spiceman would be a reliable backup, more reliable than Shamar Brooks to come in as opener should King or Mayers be injured or rotated. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got Spiceman in. And I think also the thing with Spiceman, he's also played in the big bash. I mean, mm. people say without great success, he took a couple of, like superb catches. I think it was in Melbourne stars. I think he played for uh, superb catches uh, a couple of seasons back. But the other thing I like about Spiceman is, and particularly it's on, in, it's in Australia. So his weakness to spin might not come in 
in Australia per se. But Spiceman isn't going to wait around playing a match losing in and he's going to get out. It, yeah. it, it's get off it's get off or get out and that's why I can't have Brooks in my team you have to get off or get out in, in, in T20s okay so that's that moving to the the engine room Santoki so I've got, uh, Nicholas Puram Shimron Hetmeyer Rothman Powell and this I've got to <laughs> I've got to include Devon Thomas because well he's been being batted in <laughs> He's been batted in the engine rooms. So I've got to include him. That's the engine rooms, Antoki. Uh, this one should be a bit more straightforward. Puran and Hetmeyer to the World Cup. Yeah, 100%. Um, we saw Hetmeyer essentially score half of the runs in one innings against New Zealand. And that's, he's just come back into the side. So you'd expect him to develop. And, you know, Puran captain, he, he sort of, he's going to be leading the engine room, coming in at number three, I think, in the World Cup, playing that role of, Kind of what Shamar Brooks has been doing as opener, but it's not really what you want from your opener, but kind of like soaking up the balls, um, building around the team, making sure we get to a substantial total. So for me, those are two essentials. And those are the two players who, if we are going to make progress in the tournament, you'd be looking at to kind of lead the way. Rothman Powell, well, he's vice-captain. He's going? Yeah, Rothman Powell, definitely. I think... He's considering how well he played against England earlier in the year and how we how this year has been. He's kind of been disappointing in the Zealand series against New Zealand and India. But I think, as you said, he's vice captain, got experience. We know he's got the ability to play blistering innings when when on form. So for me, Rothman Powell. Um, what are you saying, Rothman Powell? Yeah, I'm saying Rothman, but I, I noted that before the second T20 versus uh, New Zealand, I can't remember who was interviewing him. It might be in Badry and. Um, Powell said that him and the the think tank behind the scenes are wondering whether he should move back to four and stop playing as a finisher in this side. So his success that you spoke about that he had uh, versus England was when he was coming in at number four after Mm. Puran. So I'm just, and Powell was saying how they're wondering if he should go back up the order to, to, uh, to bring some needed, uh, uh, what, what word did he use? Intent into the innings early doors. So I guess he would split Puran and Hetmeyer um, in that sense. So Powell's going for me. It's just the question for, Mark, for me is where are we playing Rothman Powell um, in this side? Because the, the failures he's been having, or failures is harsh, but um, he's not hit the heights versus India and New Zealand. Um, and maybe that's because the finisher role isn't where he should be playing um, for, for West Indies. But he goes. Devon Thomas sent a tricky one because again similar to Shamar Brooks he's here because of a lack of options um I think he's played to the best of his ability but again I just don't think at World Cup he's someone who you can kind of count on to play maybe as a squad player wouldn't have any issues with him coming in but he's definitely not making my first 11. So I've got Devon Thomas out I don't have him going to the World Cup and the reason why I don't have him going to the World Cup I think the only okay here's why I don't have him going to the World Cup if we select Fletcher Fletcher becomes the backup keeper. Or, if you want, he becomes the keeper. I think Devon is only in the side now because he's currently keeping, because they obviously clearly don't want Puran to wicket-keep. The question mark for me, Santoki, is I think we have to make Puran wicket-keep. Because if Puran wicket-keeps, whether people say, ah, but that then takes away from his focus on his batting and so on and so forth, Puran wicket-keeping opens up more options to select within the side than selecting someone to be an out-and-out wicket-keeper in the sense of Thomas who can then float up and down the order, so on and so forth. So I personally think you have Puran wicket-keep or Fletcher, if we call Fletcher back, which then means we can select someone into the engine room. And 
There's a name I want to throw to you, Sintoki, similar to Evan Lewis' name. Should Sherfane Rutherford have another good CPL with St. Kitts? Does he get into the World Cup squad? Yeah, 100%. I think Sherfane Rutherford, if he, if he has a good CPL season, I think you'd put him in just because he's someone who can float up and up and down the order, three, four, five, when needed. And that's sort of the versatility you need from players. He's someone who's grown up in the modern era of T20 cricket, I should say. Like, um, So he's he's got that versatility. And I think you'd be a fool not to have him in if he's willing to you know, pass the fitness test and has a, good, has a good CPL. I'd rather have him in the side than a, a few other players who are currently there. The only other options I've got, if we don't go with Rutherford, is we have two right-handers... Because Thomas, we have to also consider that Powell, sorry, Puran and Hetmeyer are right-handers, uh, sorry, left-handers. Powell would be the only right-hander in the quote-unquote engine room. Devin Thomas obviously is a right-hander. There's another option, Santolki, which is that we replace Devin Thomas with Roston Chase, which then allows Roston Chase to become our off-spinner, which we're lacking um, in the squad. And you just have Roston Chase move up down the order, dependent on what the match situation is, and that then allows you to deal with the fact that we don't have an off-spinner. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think Roston Chase is kind of... People have kind of said, oh, he's not suited for the T20 level, but we're forgetting what an excellent CPL he had with the bat and the ball. And I think... So he's someone who could definitely come in. And as you said, he's got the versatility of being an off-spinner as well. A pretty good one as well. So I think he would he would prosper in that role. I just think the only problem is, if you've got Puran as wicketkeeper you'd have to move him down the order. I don't think you can bat three after having kept mm. wicket for 20 overs, as well as being a captain. Um, be interesting. He's obviously he's obviously said he doesn't 100% have to be a wicketkeeper because they've obviously allowed him to just be a batsman. So there's obviously a reason for it. Maybe it affects his captaincy or maybe... I don't know if the physical aspect would play a part with Puran because he seems like someone who's young and you know pretty fit. But I think maybe being wicketkeeper affects his captaincy while he's on the field. So I think for me, it'd be a lot of pressure to have a captain batting at three and a wicketkeeper in the side, it becomes too top heavy. You're placing a lot of responsibility on one man who's not even like he's young and coming into the role of captain. So for me, I can see that's why they've given it wicketkeeping to an experienced hand, Devin Thomas, but then it limits your ability to kind of be fluid with the squad, which is the conundrum that the coach is going to have. People again, remember you can get at us um, at Carib Cricket, Twitter, Instagram, Cricket at gmail.com if you disagree agree with these ideas so we're saying Rutherford or Chase to replace Devon Thomas possibly uh, but obviously the conundrum of wicket keeping there to the all-rounders Santoki there are currently five all-rounders in this squad I think that's too many so my question to you when I give you these all-rounders are who are we dropping out Hmm. Dominic Drakes yeah drop for Dominic Drakes I think don't get me wrong, he's a talented player. I think this World Cup's just come a bit too early for him. Um, he hasn't got the game time you'd need in the build-up to a World Cup, and I think he hasn't got that experience yet compared to the other four all-rounders in your list. Interesting. Um, I think the, 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 the more I've seen Dominic Drakes, the more I feel that he's bowling better. Whether he can have the explosive impact at the back end with the bat, obviously we saw what he did in the CPL final, but I feel with Dominic Drakes that's a one in 10 thing that happens as opposed to a regular thing or more regular thing like a no Dean Smith or, or a Amara Shepard. So I'm inclined to agree with you that possibly it's a, it's a little too early. And if we have to lose an all rounder, he's the most likely one to drop out, but that's n- not for want of him trying. So I'll remove Dominic Drake's chemo Paul. Whew. 
It's a tricky one, you know, because he's someone who's an elite player, has played at a level, but the injury problems have set him back. And I don't know if he, if there's enough time for him to regain the form we've seen of yesteryear from Kimo Paul. Again, we're similar to Dominic Jakes at the moment. We're seeing flashes, like a one in six, one in seven games we see him perform well. But I don't know if he has a consistency for me to say, yeah, you're going to a World Cup. Again, I think if the World Cup was in a year's time and Kimo Paul had a year of being injury-free and playing regular cricket, he'd be in it. But I wouldn't take Kimo Paul, no. Yeah, I'm not taking him either. I think he hasn't shown enough since being recalled to mean that you can bank on him performing in the clutch. He might do. He could do. But I just don't... If we're going based on performance, he hasn't shown enough. Now, if Kimo Paul goes into CPL... I think he's back with the Amazon Warriors, isn't he? He's with Amazon Warriors this year. If he goes to CPL and has a fantastic season with Amazon Warriors and Amazon Warriors pick up their first ever CPL title, maybe that changes the argument. But if we're basing it purely on performances for the West Indies since being recalled to the squad, I don't think you can take him. I don't think he's shown enough consistency with with the ball. And that's his primary suit with, with, with the ball. Um, we would want someone like Kimo Paul to be a death bowler. He ain't shown that, that he can do that. And we're sorely lacking in the... Sorry, actually, Santoku, let me just state, that's the only reason I think Kimo might get him. Because we're so lacking in death bowling that if he was to go to CPL and suddenly show for Amazon Warriors, wait a minute, my, my, my death bowling's back on form, then I think they might gamble. But right now, I don't think he deserves it based on what he's shown. Yeah, 100% agree. Old Dean Smith. Yeah, old Dean Smith's got to go. I mean with the ball, you never know what you're going to get, but he's he's that explosive finisher and obviously they put faith in him. He, he's been playing pretty much every game in that role for West Indies. So yeah, Odin Smith's on the plane for me. Yeah, no disagreements there. Uh, I think bouncy tracks in Australia, hard lengths, he's got to go. And obviously we know what he can do with that. Romario Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically, I know uh, Odin Smith is wayward, but Romario Shepard's just pure chaos. But I think, like you said, um, I, I like we said he's been he's been playing for West Indies. They've obviously got faith in him. He no, don't get me wrong. He has performed in a few games with the ball, and he's got that explosive ability with the bat. So I think for me, Odian and Romario will go together and, and be our finishers. Yeah, I've, uh, as much as I cuss, I've got Romario going as well. Um, whether he plays every game or not, I don't know. But I've I've got him in the squad. I think the the potential of what Romario can offer. Trumps what you think Drake's and Paul can offer on a good day. Romario Shepherd will win you a game. Basically, it is what I'm is what I'm saying. Similar with old, with Old Dean Smith, so I think they have to go. I think Jason yeah, Holden. You're, sorry, if, you're, go, sorry, if you're in a situation where you need fifty off the last three overs, I think Romario is the type of guy. As erratic as he is, he could pull it off. Whereas I don't think Drake's or Paul would be able to reach that level of explosiveness with the bat. So I think yeah, Romario goes. Jason Holden, no brainer. Yeah, no brainer, Jason Holden. It'd be interesting to see where they play him because they've obviously tried him higher up the order. So he's come, he's opened at one point, he's batted at number three. So they're obviously experimenting about kind of where he can bat. And um, it obviously looks like they don't have, as with most T20 sides, they're not going into the World Cup with a set batting lineup in that sense, as in they're trying out players in different roles depending on the situation. So yeah, I think Holder, he's shown that versatility and yeah, no brainer, ball and bat, he's going. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Obviously, he's going as Jason Holder. I think his form since coming back from his rest and bout of COVID hasn't been good. Mm. I think they're probably secretly worried about where best to bowl Jason. So never mind even with the bat, where best to bowl Jason. They've, I think in the last game versus New Zealand, they hid him from the death overs 
because he's been going for licks. Um, so it's about, at the moment, the, the worry is where do we actually get Jason Holder's four overs done without him going for licks? But um, that, that he's obviously going. Now, the thing is, Santoki, if we take out two all-rounders, that actually leaves a spot in a squad of 15. So I'm going to give you two names. So I'm going to give you one name, actually. A name to replace Drakes and Paul. Would you put this person in if fit and available? Fabian Allen. Yeah, 100%. If Fabian Allen's available, he's he's a player who you'd put as being one of the guys who can win a game for you, like single-handedly with his performances with the bat and the ball. So for me, if Fabian Allen's in the side, it's a massive boost. Similar, I'd put it as equally important to Evan Lewis being back if we can get Fabian Allen back. Right, so people keeping track at home, we have Drakes and Paul out, an available Fabian Allen, who's now with the Jamaica Talawas for CPL, he would come in to fill that. Obviously, he'd be a spinning all-rounder, but an all-rounder all the same. So we have him coming in instead. The spinners, Santoki. Now, with our squad, I'll, and people, I'll give you the, our official West Indies on 99.94 squad at the end. <laughs> but with our squads, we currently have Roston Chase in instead of Devon Thomas, Fabian Allen in instead of, instead of a combination of Drake's or Paul. So that's actually two of the spin positions done. But the current incumbent spinners, are we taking them? Akil Hussain? Yeah, I think Akil Hussain's our premier spinner. Also, equally as important, he can perform with the bat as well. So I think they'll take it with that. I don't know how effective he'll be on, on the Australian pitches, the majority of them. But obviously, as a premier, as we need one full-time spinner, he'll be the premier guy to go. Yep, no-brainer. I think Akil Hussain's one of the few players in the squad who is guaranteed to go to World Cup. He could get licks in fact, there's no more. He could get licks through the whole of CPL and he's still going to the World Cup. Yeah. Hayden Walsh Jr. No, I think Hayden Walsh <laughs> has been too erratic with the ball, um, just lacking control and you wouldn't take him to World Cup, um, especially where spin's not going to be the order of the day. So for me, Hayden Walsh doesn't make the side. Here's the problem though, Santoki. I'm actually inclined to agree with you, hmm. but he's a leg spinner. And we know that in T20s, good T20 sides have a have a wicket taking leg spinner. Are you saying <laughs> are you saying that Hayden is so erratic that you'd rather just take no leg spinner? <laughs> yeah, basically. What's the, like, for me, yeah. Imagine you. So you take Hayden Walsh now. He goes four overs for fifty runs, but you're saying we have to have a leg spinner in the side. It don't it don't make no sense. So I think you got to work with what you got. There's no point trying to force it, the motive of having a leg spinner, just for the sake of it. For me, I think Hayden Walsh has just lost his way and he's not going to regain it in time for the World Cup. But obviously, like you said, Mash, tactically, having a leg spinner is important for sides. But I just think, what is the point of just having one for the sake of it? I'm going to, I'm actually going to agree with you. Hayden Walsh doesn't go. I think Hayden Walsh doesn't go to the World Cup. That then means our squad goes back down to 14, possibly, which means that creates a space. I'm not going to fill his space yet. I'm going to leave that to the end because it depends on what you say for the next two players. Fast bowlers, Alzari Joseph. Yeah, Alzari Joseph goes for me. I think, again, he's been inconsistent, um, but we've seen we've seen glimpses and he's performed well in the IPL, I think. Um, and as with a lot of players, we just don't have the alternative options to kind of step in. So for me, Joseph goes based on that. Yeah, I think Joseph, I've got Joseph in mind. People forget that the three games versus injury he hasn't featured versus New Zealand yet. The three games versus injure, that's it. That's his internet. That's the sum of his international um, experience in T20s for West Indies. So with Alzari, we have to base it off what he's done 
in domestic franchise tournaments. And th- those performances are enough to suggest go into Australia where you're going to need a quick, it's got to be Alzari. Don't think, whilst there's some question marks about some of what he's done versus Inja, he hasn't done enough to for us to not gamble on Alzari going, going to Australia. So I've got him in. Obed McCoy's a no-brainer. Yeah, well, Obed McCoy is probably our most important player just because whereas other positions, the batsman, you've got support around him. Obed McCoy is essentially single-handedly taking wickets. If he's not taking wickets, we, we struggle. So for me, Obed McCoy is a clinical person in that T20 side. And yeah. So Santoki, what I've got then, having declared that Obed McCoy is a no-brainer, and I'm with you, I think Akil Hussain and Obed McCoy are the two most guaranteed, and Puran, are the three most guaranteed players to go to the World Cup. So Santoki, check this out. And everyone who's listening, get out your pen and your paper, and I'm going to go slowly. This is the official West Indies on 99.94 DM World Cup squad for the qualifiers in Australia. Brandon King, Spiceman, Kyle Mayers, Nicholas Puran, Shimron Hetmeyer, Rothman Powell, Roston Chase, Fabian Allen, Odin Smith, Romario Shepard, Jason Holder, Akil Hussain, Alzari Joseph, Obed McCoy. However, Santoki, that's only 14 names. The World Cup squad will be 15 players. If we have taken out Hayden Walsh Jr., it leaves one space for either a spinner or a fast bowler. I'm giving you four names. Sorry, I'm giving, I'm giving you... Five names, Santoki. Who would you pick and why for the final space? Bear in mind, though, we already have three spinners in the squad. So, Rost, if Roston, Fabian, Akil. Here's the five names that I've got that could possibly be the last person. <laughs> Sunil Narayan. <laughs> <laughs> I log off, man. <laughs> <laughs> i just write it out there. So, 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 Sunil Narayan. Gudakesh Moti, Keswick Williams, Jaden Seals, Sheldon Cottrell. Who do you take as your final person? If all of them were fit, I'd go with Cottrell, just because he's got that experience. I think Cottrell's got injury issues, so I don't think he's going to go. Obviously, Sunil, he's, it's up in the A. Uh, the selectors have said he hasn't made any contact with West Indies. You'd imagine he's not going to go. I think Keswick Williams has been out of elite cricket for too long for him to suddenly be in the side. Um, who else would that leave? Jaden Seals and... Good to catch Moti. It's a tough one, you know, because I think I could see either of them going, but I think they'll go Jaden Seals um, just as that backup seam option, especially our ability for like the likes of Joseph to underperform in T20s means if it's not going well for like two games, you bring in Seals as the alternative option. And he's definitely got... I think he's very young, so that's why he's inconsistent, but he's got the talent when needed to kind of step up. So I think they'll go with Seals. So if, if fit and available, I've got Sheldon Cottrell. If he's, yeah. if he's fit and he's back in time, I think for his ability to get wickets in the power play, which we can't do. And I think Sheldon and Obed would be very helpful. Um, so I've got Sheldon. I think your argument is correct. If we're assuming that Sunil isn't going to make him, isn't going to be available, then because you've already got three spinners, you take Jaden Seals just as backup. However, there's one name missing. And in our last episode, you said you think he's going to go. Mm. Where does Andre Russell fit in all this? 
Whew. I think Andre Russell is the type of player, if he is available, you make space for him. So it'd be interesting to see where they go. I could see Shepard getting a drop, you know. If, if, That's uh, what I see, yeah. I think Shepard I was about to get... say to you. So, boy, Guyana would riot, you know, but I think that's the only way you could go. Because you have to go for a like for like. You can't, you can't drop a spinner for him or you can't drop a, a, a specialist batsman. You'd have to go for all-rounders. And as we said, if you're looking at that all-rounder list, Shepard is the most inconsistent. So he's the one most likely for a drop. So for me, when Russell does, because I still think he will, despite what's happened on social media, I, I think something will be worked out. Um, I think Shepard will hold the drop. But, you know, with West Indies cricket, man, you never know what's going to happen. We could see O'Shane Thomas back in the firing line in Australia. <laughs> I forgot is, about him, you know. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, obviously O'Shane's had his fitness and discipline issues and things like that. He would be the most lethal bowler if performing mm. at his level in Australia just because of the pace he can generate. It's a shame we don't see him, but you never know. Like, one good CPL could see him back in the squad. Obviously, the Cricket West Indies seem to be high on Kevin Sinclair at the moment. They picked him for the ODI squad. He could come into consideration if he has a good CPL. You never know of West, West Indies cricket. So anything could happen. Watch this space. But I think the squad we've named, taking out the likes of Fabian Allen, Evan Lewis, Andre Russell, because you don't know if they're available, if they will be available for the World Cup. I think generally that will be a realistic squad that we take to Australia. So ladies and gents, one last time with good feeling. The official squad that we are endorsing, Desmond Haynes, make sure you're listening. Phil, Uncle Phil, make sure you're listening. The official squad that we are endorsing to go to the World Cup. Brandon King, Spiceman, Carl Mayers, Nicholas Puran, Shimron Hetmeyer, Rothman Powell, Roston Chase, Fabian Allen, Oldean Smith, Romario Shepard, but if Dre plays, Shepard is out. Jason Holder, Akil Hussain, Alzari Joseph, Obed McCoy, Sheldon Cottrell, if fit, if not, Jaden Seals. And I guess we're saying old Shane Thomas, if he finds form as the backup uh, seamer. Ladies and gents, get at us. At Carib Cricket, Twitter, Instagram, Cricket at gmail.com on uh, email if you are furious with our World Cup squad. Santoki. That's goodbye from me. Is it goodbye from you? Yeah, that's goodbye from me. And, you know, as the famous West Indian saying goes, it's only licks when we touch down. But as Michelle's famously said this year, who are the licks going to be for? Watch this space, guys. And, um, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you on our next episode of West Indies on 99.94 DM. Stay locked, people. Thanks for listening to West Indies on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can also download the 99.94 app from wherever you get your apps. If you'd like to follow us personally, go to at Carib Cricket on Twitter and Instagram. You can also head to www.caribbeancricketpodcast.com where you can find links to everything we do outside of 99.94. If you'd like to follow us personally, you can find Santolki at Santolki89 and Michelle at MashSTPaddy. Remember, if you love cricket, then 99.94 is the home of Cricket Audio. Follow them for podcasts and commentary from the world of cricket. 
Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with breslow the business of sports betting podcast